Merry Christmas, Stay Frosty Park Runners, and welcome to the 18th episode of the Stay Frosty Park Run podcast. For the last time this year, I will be your host, Emu, and I'll be here to cast an eye back over our park running in 2018, and to look forward to what we'll be getting up to in 2019. I hope everyone has had a lovely Christmas and lots of fun if they took part in any of the Christmas park runs. As always, you can get in touch and let me know what you've been up to over the Christmas holiday by emailing stayfrostyparkrun at gmail.com or by messaging me on the Stay Frosty Park Run Facebook page. Despite a minor injury, I feel like 2018 has been a great year for my personal running exploits. I've been more motivated than I ever was before, and I'm happy to have got down into the 27-minute time bracket. I think a large part of my motivation this year has stemmed from the fact that my lovely husband Jay has joined me on my parkrun adventures. His health has improved dramatically, halving his diabetes medication over the year, and he seems happier in himself. He no longer gets out of breath walking upstairs, and he doesn't get so hot in the summer when he's sleeping. Watching his love for parkrun grow has been as motivational as watching my and his times improve over the weeks and months. We both love being tourists now, and also enjoyed our mystery parkrun weekend where we didn't tell each other which parkrun we were attending until after the event. I remember the mud when we started parkrunning at South Norwood in February, the snow which caused one of the parkruns to be cancelled in March, and the joy as the weather improved in the spring. And then it almost got too hot in the summer when we celebrated South Norwood's one-year anniversary with them. In August, my parents joined us for a family wedding, congratulations again to Sarah and Josh, and we all did Evesham Parkrun, which was their first taste of what Parkrun was all about. My sister and I hacked our way across a recently harvested field at Evesham Parkrun to locate the nearest bathroom before the start. Great warm-up, but not so great as a highlight and I made us all matching t-shirts for the occasion. When I was away in Oxford for a week in September, Jay did his first barking parkrun with my sister, and I ran at Oxford parkrun. I loved Medina parkrun in October as well, right up to the point where something popped around the tendons in my left foot and I had to limp my way back to the finish. Despite the injury, I still completed my first night run, Maybe a questionable decision in terms of my physical health, but I still loved every chilly glow stick moment of it, and subsequently my second 10km run with my sister in November. Around this time, a welcome addition, Dylan, my sister's partner, entered the foray and tried his first parkrun at South Norwood with us and has done several more since then. And this month we returned to Barking Parkrun with my parents when they visited us in London, following which Jay and I tried our first Santa Dash. I have now completed 42 park runs. Jay has done 39, Nikki has done 25, my parents have six apiece, and Dylan has done four with a barcode and one without. I have to say, I am immensely proud of every single one of us. If 2019 is half as enjoyable on our running journeys as 2018 has been, it will still be a fantastic year. Looking forward, and the impending double is on the cards, but I'm not going to assume anything. I do love to relax and have a drink with my sister over New Year's, plus we rarely get a lot of sleep on New Year's Eve, so we'll have to wait and see. Jay and I are still debating a little as to which double we might attempt, and he's not convinced he'll be able to resist the lure of an alcohol-fuelled New Year's Eve celebration, so he may decide to give the double a miss altogether. 
I'm fairly certain which double I'd like to do, but I'm aware that neither of them is flat parkrun, and if I'm feeling a bit tired or hungover, I might not appreciate running up and down hills times two for five kilometres, so we'll see how that goes. Additionally, Jay, Nikki and I have signed up to all the available Adidas 10k runs in 2019, the one-hour run, the Shoreditch run and the Fulham run. No word on Clapham yet, I'm hoping it does happen because I quite enjoyed that one. Plus, I've also signed up for the Westminster Mile, which has a parkrun wave in it and sounds like a lot of fun. And of course, most importantly, we'll be continuing our park running in 2019. It is still our intention to complete the alphabet, although it may take us a little longer than a year or so to do it. We still need an A, so we're looking at Ali Pally. We have a B in the form of barking, and I've got my eyes on Clapham Common for a double C, which Jay already has from Crane Parkrun. We both have a D and an E, but we need a G to really get the alphabet quest rolling. Jay wants to decrease his time further by running first consistently under 29 minutes, and then maybe by joining me on my hill training to increase his fitness levels. I'd like to return to a few of the hillier park runs I've tried and improve my time, which Nikki has also expressed, expressed an interest in. Nikki has the target of running under 20 minutes, but is currently looking to run consistently under 24 minutes, and I would love to run regularly under 27 minutes. Every new day is a new start. I know it's a lovely romantic notion that we can reset our lives on the 1st of January each year, but in truth, every single morning we wake up is a chance to make a change or restart your parkrun campaign or begin whatever journey you would like to embark on. I'll be honest, in recent years I haven't really made any New Year's resolutions. I guess I became a bit disenchanted with the idea. I realised that any good resolutions I made each year I would either fail to achieve and feel guilty about, or would not really be measurable enough to know whether I'd achieved them or not, or I would achieve my aim and consider maybe that I had set my sights too low in terms of resolutions. In short, I always overanalyzed it, and in doing so the whole process lost something of its uh, potency. So, my preferred method of change is to keep in mind the things, usually one or two at a time, that I would like to improve, and as I've said, treat each new day as a new opportunity to make improvements. Once you've got an area of your life to a level you're happy with, for my example, running three times a week is a, a target of mine, you get into a routine with it, and then you can start looking at another area which we'd like to improve. This way, there is no emphasis on one day of the year or one point at which you have to change everything, which can seem like an impossible mountain to climb. If you do want to treat New Year's as a new start, maybe focus on the one area of your life which gives you the greatest concern. If that is health and fitness, for example, a good resolution might be to start uh, doing a park run on a Saturday morning, although I'd resolve to try at least three of them, as it's uh, very easy to give up after the first one, especially if you have a particularly poor weather day or something, it might put you off. Or, if you're starting from more of a couch potato position, maybe you can get the Couch to 5k app on your phone and attempt to complete it, possibly graduating at a local park run with friends or family who are doing a similar thing. If your main concern, as I'm sure a lot of people have, is money-related, then maybe you can make a concrete move to help yourself save more by setting up a savings account into which a small amount goes each month. Make it an account which is difficult for you to access so that you can effectively forget about it, and once you're used to that amount going out each month, you can slowly increase the amount, little by little, until you're actually saving quite a healthy sum each month. 
maybe in preparation for next year's Christmas or for that holiday you've been wanting to take for a while. My point is, if you try to take too big a step in January, i.e. sign up for a 10k run in the spring having never run before, or trying to save too large a sum of money in too short a space of time, you will either attempt and fail, which could put you off trying in the future, or the resolution will fall by the wayside and get generally overlooked whilst you wait for the right moment to attempt it. From personal experience, myself and people I've known, I say most emphatically the only person who can affect any meaningful change in your life is you. Having supportive friends and family can be a tremendous help, but there is no one, however much influence they have over you, who can make fundamental changes needed in your life except for yourself. Even if your problems seem too big to handle on your own, it is still you who needs to take that first step and ask someone else for help if that is what you need. Here is probably a good time for me to mention again the Samaritans number for people at the point of desperation who don't know where to turn. You can call 116-123 and ask for advice or simply get a sympathetic ear. It's open 24 hours a day and it's a free phone number. It's 116-123. Sorry to end on a bit of a blue note there after starting on such an optimistic one. But from the bottom of my heart, I genuinely wish every person out there, podcast listening or not, a 2019 that surpasses their 2018 in some way. On a cheerier note this week, I'm very pleased to announce that my Star Park Runner of the Week is... A tribute to every single person who started park running in 2018. It might seem a bit woolly, but like the New Year's Day honours list, I'm going to do some tributes to some new park runners today. I have to say here, forgive me if I'm mispronouncing your name, or if you've got a pseudonym that you've used for this, I'm just going to read it out anyway. So a very well done to Anna Vieira Magalhes at Barking today, Clara Ford, Anne Fox, Mark Gallimore, Fiona Gray, Rohan Gray, David Heine-Luoma, Caitlin Lipenyx, Rosie Leckenby, Andrew M, Jonas or Jonas Muirwood, Robert Muirwood, Ben Rayner, Simon Rayner, Celine Root, and Heiko Wiltz at Fulham today. Lizette Walker, Tybor Sibra, Catriona McPhee, Jennifer O'Sullivan at Fort William Park Run today. Niam McCanny, Libby Murphy, Richard Dobbs, and Anna Motherwell at Omar Park Run today. Eric Waskiewicz, Natalie Selby-James, Aaron Selby-James, Alison Donnelly, Neil Shawcross, Ros Scorse, Evie Bayman, Sarah Atkinson, and Martin Atkinson at Newborough Forest Park Run today. And last but not least, I'm sorry that I can't sensibly read out every single park, new park runner in the country today, but that might be a little excessive. Jane Hare, Olivia Hare, David Ramsdale, Henry Parkinson, Ryan Salmon, Ben Kettleborough, Sarah Snowball, I love that name by the way, Amelia Brash and Paula Argyle at Clumber Park Run today. And a big well done to every single new person who took part in Park Run today. I hope you started a new hobby which will bring a lot of love and joy into your life, maybe with a sprinkle of craziness as well. Moving on, this week my featured park run of the week is Oxford Park Run. I've chosen this one as it was an especially nice memory for me at the beginning of September, 
This was when I was lucky enough to attend the 7th Origami Science, Mathematics and Education Conference and ended the week with a park run and the annual British Origami Society Convention. It was, for me, one of the really brilliant weeks of 2018, so I thought it'd be nice to end the year with this park run as my featured park run of the week. Oxford Park Run is located just north of Oxford in Cuttisloe and Sunnymead Park and can be accessed by the Oxford Bus Company bus routes 2, 2A, 2B, 2C, 2D and 7D or via stagecoach on buses 17, 17A and 17C, all of which run past the park. You can also get there by car but there is a request to show respect for local residents by not parking on residential roads. Oxford Parkrun is on a mixture of grass, paths and tarmac surfaces with slight inclines but no major hills over the course of two and a bit laps. There isn't a mention of any bathroom facilities there and I didn't see any whilst I was there but there is a cafe within a few hundred metres of the start finish where everyone meets for coffee after the run. Volunteer numbers have ranged between three some years ago up to 34 in November last year but recently has been around 18 to 22, with park runner numbers recently ranging from around 300 to 400 people. There were 389 attending the pre-Christmas run on the 22nd of December, but 497 at the beginning of November this year. The lowest number of attendees in recent months was 223, which was on the 1st of December. The latest park run was the 367th run, which makes the start date the 5th of November 2011, which also nicely explains why there were more runners at the beginning of November this year, because it would have been the 7th anniversary of the start of this park run. The weather was a little grey and damp on the day I ran at Oxford Park Run, but I still enjoyed the challenge of trying a new run, and even more so at the end of such an interesting week. If you'd like to contribute any thoughts about this park run, or nominate another park run which you'd like me to review in future podcasts, you can drop me a message to stayfrostyparkrun at gmail.com or leave a message for me on the Stay Frosty Facebook page. I'd love to hear about your nominations. And also, for the last time this year, that noise means I'm going to update my Christmas calendar. This week I'll be looking only at the New Year's Day runs, as all the Christmas ones obviously have now finished. I'll put in a few potential doubles which may be on the cards as well for those looking to do the double on the New Year's Day. Kicking things off with Brundle Park Run who have their New Year's Day event at 8.30am. If you're looking to do the double from here, Catton Park Run is about 6.5 miles away so you can drive there in around 16-17 minutes and their event starts at 10.30 so you should have plenty of time, depending on your run time obviously. Maidenhead Park Run have their New Year's Day event at 8.30am and from here you can drive to Upton Court Park Run in under 20 minutes for a 10.30am start. Or you can drive to Woodley Park Run in a little over 20 minutes for a 10.30am start. Or as a third option you can drive to Bracknell Park Run for their 10.30am start in around 25 minutes. Ashton Court Park Run is starting their New Year's Day event at 9am and from here you can get to Eastfield Park Run in around 20 minutes by car for their 10.30am start. This one might be cutting it a touch fine depending on how quickly you complete the first park run. Shrewsbury Park Run have a New Year's Day event at 8.30am and it takes 27 minutes to drive to Telford Park Run for their 10.30am start. 
Or, if you're a quicker runner, you could drive 46 minutes to Wolverhampton Park Run, which starts at 10am, but that is pushing it. Graves Park Run has a 9am start for their New Year's Day Park Run, and from here you can drive 21 minutes to Poolsbrook Park Run, which starts at 10.30am. Or, if you're a slightly quicker runner, you can jump in the car and drive 21 minutes to Hillsborough Park Run, starting at 10am. Or, you can drive 35 minutes, but it's for a 10.30am start at Bierley Bielly Forest Park Run. Havent Park Run starts their New Year's Day event at 9am, so you can make your way to Queen Elizabeth Park Run in about 15 minutes for their 10.30am start. Or you can drive 21 minutes to Chichester Park Run for their 10.30am start. Or there's also Leon the Solent Park Run, which has an event starting at 10.30am, which is 27 minutes away by car. Leamington Park Run has a Park Run New Year's Day at 9am, and you can then drive over to Stratford-upon-Avon Park Run in 29 minutes for their 10.30am start. And last, but certainly not least, Riverside Park Run starts at 9am New Year's Day, and you can then drive yourself over to Rising Sun Park Run, which starts at 10.30am. Or you can drive just under 30 minutes to Prudhoe Riverside Park Run, which also starts at 1030 And that is all the holiday park runs I'll be announcing for 2018. If, by some minor miracle, I'm still recording this time next year, I'll once again do a Christmas calendar for 2019. And last, but by no means least, for 2018, are parkrun exploits over the last week. As you may be aware, possibly from me mentioning it on more than one occasion, Exeter Riverside had a parkrun Christmas special, which Jay and I attended with gusto, dressed as Santa Claus and one of Santa's elves, complete with booties. It was an entertaining, albeit slightly slower than our usual run, through some proper Devon Mizzle. The other costumes we saw mainly consisted of themed hats, lots of Santa hats, Christmas tree hat, a Christmas turkey hat, reindeer antlers, and a few elf hats as well. Some other people had some nice themed t-shirts which they were running in, which I felt might have been a wiser decision than a full elf costume that I had plumped for. A few other people had gone for full coverage, wearing Santa costumes, and a couple of lovely park runners decided to wear some very fetching tutus. Jay completed his Christmas Day park run in 30 minutes and 14 seconds, complete with fluffy beard which he refused to take off for the entire run, even though I thought he was crazy. He was a little annoyed to be over 30 minutes, but I think that's still a good time given that he was wearing a full Santa outfit. I managed to go under 30 minutes in a time of 29 minutes and 21 seconds, which I was happy with given that I was running with the elf booties attached to my shoes although I must admit my feet could definitely relate to the oven-ready Christmas turkey by the end of the five kilometre. Then we walked home, as the mizzle worked up to a watery crescendo, where the in-laws also wanted pictures of us and our soggy glory before we changed into our elasticated waist, ready for the Christmas lunch. In addition to the festive Christmas Day run, we also did our regular Saturday run this weekend as well. Nikki ran at Barking today in a cracking time of 24 minutes and 13 seconds. Fantastic way to end the year, Nikki. Well done. Dylan also ran at Barking in a new PB time of 28 minutes and 31 seconds. Still getting quicker every week, and I can't wait to watch your park run times get even faster again in 2019. Jay and I both ran at Fulham Palace Park Run today to gain the much-needed F in our park run alphabet before the end of the year. Jay completed it in a brilliant time of 28 minutes and 40 seconds, so his intention of going under 29 minutes each week is off to a good start. 
and I managed to get round the course in a very pleasing 27 minutes and 17 seconds. So look out 26 minutes, I've got my sights set on you. Next week, for the first pod in 2019, I'm going to look at the third and final part of my abroad series which I've been doing, which will cover the parkrun countries from P to Z. All that remains is for me to wish each and every one of you health and happiness for the new year, and a happy double day for all those daring to do the double on New Year's Day. Thank you all very much for listening. Stay frosty, parkrunners, and I'll see you again in 2019.